Hello, welcome to the morning show. Congratulations on, on being alive and tuning in. Mike's not going all over. Is my, uh, can you turn my headphones down? Uh, unless my mic's hot. I don't know if my headphones are hot or my mic's hot. One of them's hot. Check. One, Is that two. better? Mm, no, I don't think. Hello. Is that me? Should be. One. No, there's no headphone in one. So I'm either two, three, or four. I can see the, that's me. Hi, guys. Welcome to the morning show. <clears throat> Hope you had a fantastic weekend. Thanks for joining on AMP. Morning show exists because AMP wanted it back. Have I told that story before? So AMP wanted um, part of the deal is they they wanted like they had a couple things. They wanted baseball today, which uh, makes sense because it has a built in audience. They wanted. They wanted. um then another hour slot, which I, I said I want to fill that however we can. So we have five different shows on AMP that uh, everyone gets to, a turn to mess around, do a live setting, talk to callers. I haven't been able to listen to a lot because we also are live at 1230, so that's a bummer. But Joe's has a show. Fantasy Baseball has a show. Paxton and Friends. They've been having a lot of fun. I hear a lot about that. Rob and Rourke have a show. Ashland. And Ashland has a show. We wanted uh, Blevins and Moyland to have a show called The Rugie and the Loogie. Which is, I mean, eventually that needs to happen Whatever, in whatever it is, if it's like a five-minute thing. Um, because the Rugie and the Loogie is a great name. And the picture, like them, them like split body coming at you both <laughs> ways with both arms is hilarious. But they their schedules are crazy because those guys are fucking transitioning into really good uh, post-baseball careers in the media. And then uh, they wanted me to have a show separately to utilize all the social medias uh, and the accounts. And they, they said, it, I think I've told this, they said it had to be a, a, a Jimmy will host a non-baseball sports show. And I said, Oh, I just like, I don't like, that's not going to happen. I said, I can do morning and just talk about whatever for an hour. And they said, yeah. So to all the morning fans, you should thank amp for bringing this back. Um, I guess I could talk like cricket and now big Rangers fan. So bandwagon blue shirts that was out really good app. One of our strongest apps in our starting season of bandwagon blue shirts. So should check it out. Actually, I should check the comments and see if anyone got mad at us. Have you listened to any of that? I listened uh, to last night's on Twitter. It's pretty good. It's just. You know how we, we say that the pregame show is 60% uh, really dumb humor, but 40% actual like nitty-gritty detailed insight into the game? This is probably 80% uh, humor and 20% not nitty-gritty, but details about the game. And uh, I just hope people find it. I actually made like a thumbnail for this one because I wanted people to oh, find yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did see that. Um. And I just like the comments that are, uh, J it's not Mr. Moon. He said, Jimmy out here acting like Fallon, interviewing a couple of guests. He wants to say something that'll cancel them. 
as a host, it's just my job to feed questions, Jake and Joe's way and see what they see what they say. But the fun part about this is I put 10 minutes on the clock and then it, as soon as it goes off, we're done. And that's, I think, a good lesson for people that want to create content and maybe we should utilize on other shows. So like I was saying, if Rugi and Lugie start, I should, I, we should say, no, just 10 minutes and that's it. You have to stop because the hardest thing to do is make short form content. The hardest. It's so easy to turn the mics on and go for two hours and be like, we just kept going. We were having so much fun. It's like, yeah, but people don't tune in for that long uh, to, to, to cut yourself down, which is why Tarantino, he has that editor. I think she passed away and now, and then his movies have been long since she left because she would whittle it all down. But yeah, that's the hardest thing to do. Um, that's a good. So even though we're doing it as a complete joke, it's like a gag in and of itself. I think it's a good tool for content creators to do if you're getting into, especially now because long form podcasts are tough. You always needed built in segments, but whatever. So that's bandwagon blue shirts. Go check it out. Someone commented in all Russian on on the video or like a complete different language. So I. I like legally have to go. It's a good way to get me to read your comment. If you do it in another language, I I have to go find out, like put that in Google Translate and see what you're saying. So this is Russian, and they said, it seemed to me alone that the series with the Hurricanes was won purely by the goalkeeper with obvious problems in the frame of Carolina, Carolina, I'm guessing. Igor did his job soundly, to say the least. I agree. Just good insight there by uh, our Russian friend. Oh, man. I uh, I rode a scooter from my house to the train station, and then I brought the scooter on the train, and then I rode it to the office. Electric scooter. Did you fold it up? I f- dude, I, f- I folded it up, and I was just carrying it like a briefcase. And then I, when I got off the train, I saw another dude who had a scooter, and he was wheeling it, like holding on to the handlebars and, and, and wheeling it in the folded position. And I was like, oh, I feel like a dummy. Things kind of heavy. I, the, the guy that I rode across the train from today, he had a folded bike. Mm-hmm. And we got to um, the stop before we get off. And he starts unraveling. So I guess a little early. Yeah. Was he going to ride on the platform out? He did unfold it by the time we got off. But the entire time from the prior stop, he was messing. Couldn't get it. Mm. This and that. So I don't know. Maybe I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and say it was his first time. You know, it's a new bike. Yeah. But I mean, it was a struggle. For oh, a I, while. Feel like a, I feel like I feel like I just have no idea what I'm doing. And I feel like a giant dork. I'm wearing a helmet. <laughs> Um, but I'd rather be uh, a dork than dead or a big dork than brain dead. Yeah. I got a kid now, so I got to wear a helmet. But I don't know if I got a cool helmet, but I don't know what a cool helmet is. I just walked in the helmet store and I said, uh, I need a helmet. And then he just gave me a helmet. He said, this will probably fit you. And I bought it. It's like a skater helmet, like a bucket, you know, like with the circle. No, it's like that, uh. like that fucking 60s haircut style helmet like the bangs yeah it's if you know ned's declassified it looks like coconut head to me i don't know anything you just said but i'm gonna google ned's declassified 
coconut. I mean, I think I could type in skater helmet. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, 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 yes, 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 yes. That's what it looks like. I think I could type in skater helmet and it would come up. Um, yeah, like like this style, but it's black. But even a mini like nerdier than that. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, I just people say hi to me. Sometimes they recognize me and say hi, and that's nice. And uh, now I'm on a scooter, oh, no. so I feel I feel like I'm gonna get like a yeah. picture taken of me at one point, just like being That's... a fucking dork on my scooter. Yeah, I was gonna say the first time like you stop at a, a light and someone says hi, you have to take a picture with the helmet on. Dude, I hate wearing sunglasses, but I wore my shady rays, which do make me look very cool. Uh, because I was like, I don't kind of don't want people to know this is me. Yeah, because I I don't feel comfortable. But riding a scooter is fun. Except it wasn't fully charged. That's why I wrote it to the city. I was usually going to lock it up in town and not do the city. Because I also don't want to take walking fully out of my life. Like, I think walking around has helped me, like, lose weight. Um, so, anyway, that's my scooter situation. It's here. It's charging. I have the helmet. It was fucking awesome because uh, Sixth, Sixth Ave has a bike lane. So, I went... From Penn Station, like 33, took a left on 6th Ave, and I was in that green lane the whole way, and I hit every green light. And I was like, oh, my God. I sprint to Penn Station a lot. I've I've been on a sprint with you once. Yeah, yeah. So has Lenny. Uh, and then I, I was like, dude, I, I, he was keeping up with me, and I was like, dude, I got to go. Like, yeah. If I miss this train, and then I miss dinner, and I miss putting James to sleep, and yeah. I fucking, that's the worst, then I don't get to see him. So, I, so maybe I'm going to scooter in the city. At this point, it sounds like a good idea. The ride home is going to be fun. I didn't realize the ride to my house, to the train station, is slightly uphill. And the, the scooter we have tops out at 15 miles per hour. I'd like that to be faster, but I also mm. don't want to get hurt. Uh, but it was only topping out at 12. And I think it was a little dead. I think the tires were pumped, and I was going uphill. So I'm a scooter guy now. So that's cool. And... You were talking about short form content earlier. Mm -hmm. Do you know what short form content you're filming with Paxton and I later today? Has it been? No, I'm filming something with you guys later. Mm -hmm. What are we filming? You and Jake. <laughs> a TikTok? No, it's a YouTube video for yeah probably JJ TV. Yeah, but attempting to break breakable Guinness World Records. Oh, I didn't know I was doing that. Yep. So Paxton and I picked out five records. Okay. Well, do we have time? I mean, Tuesday's a little busy. Yeah. Sam Sam has given it the, the go-ahead. Sam. Sam's crazy. Sam does so much. God. She's like our EA, project manager, EA's executive assistant, if that was your it look, was. Of, look of quandary. Uh, uh, she's like project manager. For all the warehouse stuff, which is a position we need to hire. Not not that Sam's not doing well. It's just she's doing so much. She's like um, office manager. She's nuts. She's I'd be I'd be like awful. I'd be in a ball of stress. Anyway, that's good. Okay, Sam cleared it with my schedule, so that's cool. Tomorrow is supposed to be a we had to kill, kill some shows. Did you hear about that? I did see um, JJR's JJR. no more. Um. Yeah, this is like morning. The people are like, why are you doing morning but not JGR? Yeah. This is a contract with AMP to do this show. So uh, it's happening. Yeah, it sucks to kill JGR, man. I mean, it had a good audience. Um, 
but had a good audience. I needed to like I'm passing stats that exist to someone else. Um, that's really easy, but it's just one less thing. JJR and pregame show I'll only be on if like it fucking works out perfectly because I just need time to do breakdowns and I need a full day where I can just stay home in my basement and do breakdowns. And it's really, really hard to find that like this week because of Memorial day, it fucked it up because we recorded weekly dumb today, which means Zach is fully unavailable today to record GeoGuessr, and we have to record a GeoGuessr, So I have to come in tomorrow. Otherwise tomorrow. So I think tomorrow like, I'm doing GeoGuessr. I have a, uh, important zoom meeting and then I'm locked in that room because since I'll be here doing trying to do breakdowns, I have a breakdown that's like the voiceover is going to be performance art. I showed Zach the ump and the manager just yelling over each other the whole time. And I'm going to do both voices. And they're just like in a little kid bickering match. At one point they just go, fuck you. No, fuck you. Well, fuck you too. Yeah. Fuck you too. Back and forth with each other. So I got to do that today. All right. We're breaking Guinness records. That's fun. Talking baseball today and talking Yanks today, and then I'm not doing pregame show. Crazy day. Can you remind me I want to bring an Osmo home for myself? I've wanted this for two weeks because I lost my camera that I was doing the vlogs with. And I want a video camera. I like I like recording not on my phone when I want to take videos of James and, and my life and shit. Because phone videos, I just get lost forever. All right. The opening song was Brandy Carlisle and uh, PBS is a streaming platform I subscribe to, which makes me a uh, old uh, nerd, a dork. I am a dork. That's like what I just have to come to grips with. And I was they have Bluegrass Underground, which is a concert series. And I want to watch all of them, but you can't stream them. And I don't think you can get them anywhere. So I'm like mad at PBS because I pay for your service and let me watch them. The only one that's available is the Brandy Carlisle one. And so I, I was listening to it last night and it played that song. And do you know who she is at all? I do not. She's kind of country, Americana bluegrass, like because it's not like country country. Um, she sang at the Grammys and like killed it. And that song is one of the more confusing breakup songs you'll hear if you're the guy she's talking, or the woman uh, she's talking about. Because she says, uh, so they, they, they um, she's a lesbian, so I think it's a woman. The woman broke up with her. And she's saying, and, they, and the woman broke her heart. But the lyrics are, by the way, I forgive you. After all, maybe I should thank you. For giving me what I found, because without you around, I've been doing just fine. So this is Thank You Next by Ariana Grande. Basically, but yeah. more sentimental, I guess. Yeah. And then and then the the chorus is. Um, uh, I've been doing just fine, except for any time I hear that song. So like they had a song together that makes her think of her ex. Um didn't it break your heart when you watched my smile fading? Did it ever cross your mind that one day the tables would be turned? So she's kind of like, you were ruthless and you broke my heart. And now you're devastated and heartbroken. And then she talks about how, um, what does it say? It's a, it's a good line. Um, now that's twice you broke my heart. The first was way back when, when you dumped me and broke my heart. But now... To see you so unhappy, it's breaking for you again. And if you're that person, you're like, oh my God, now they're taking pity on me. 
The other person, yeah. 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 It's a pretty confusing song. I really like her voice. She kind of has like the Avett Brothers, uh, female version of the Avett Brothers, where they're kind of like very um, speaky, singy, where you like really, they like uh, emphasize the words and you can understand it pretty good. She had an album that came out called, and it was the called The Joke uh, that she sang at the Grammys. And, um, and people say it's a very, very good performance. I'll play a bit of it and then we'll take a call just because now I got to show you. With your quiet voice and impeccable style. Oh, yeah, that your place is in the middle when they hate the way you shine. I see you tugging on your shirt, trying to hide inside of it and hide how much it hurts. Kind of anti-bullying song. I like the writing. Yeah, her two guitarists are twins, um, and she re- and they dress the same, and they're grown men, and she refers to them as the twins. I've seen them live, <sighs> and that'll always creep me out. <laughs> two people dressing the same, twins, when older, and like refer like the twins, you know. Tom's a twin. Which one? Tina? No. Bryson? No. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he goes to the twin convention. Anyway, I like Brandy Carlisle. Saw her live and with the twins. Newport Folk Festival. I went like three years in a row to Newport Folk Festival. And then, I, and then my hobby of covering baseball turned into a job, and I've been busy every summer since then. I can't go anymore. Bummer. I got a book. I got some poems we can talk about. Um, and, uh, we can always find a town. I love finding towns, man. I forgot how much I liked like that. Little the last, town. the last yeah. one we did was good. Yeah. But what, let's, let's take a call real quick. Okay. Faye was uh, the first person that jumped in here when we opened it up earlier. So I invited Faye I think it's been a little while since we spoke to him. I think it was the first episode. Yeah. I don't know how many we've done. Hello. Hello, Faye. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you. I first want to ask about something you previously said. Yes. Um, the helmet store. Yeah. Is this a store that solely sells helmets or it has a different general purpose and it also sells helmets? Uh, it was a, it was a bicycle shop, but, but I bought a helmet there, which was a question I was going to ask because I just Googled hockey shop. And I was going to ask, why do some places naturally sound better with shop at the end and others sound better with store at the end? Like a hockey store I would sounds wrong, I but would a imagine shop sounds right. The of the- What's that? I, 
I, I would imagine it has to do with the flow of the words, you know, like every title. Well, you do it with baseball names all the time. Some names work and some names don't because they, the words don't fit together. I would assume shop falls into that same, you know, the barber store wouldn't work. The barber shop totally works. Hmm. Yeah, I'm still a little I, I'd like to dissect it more. It's kind of like uh, when you have aunts and uncles and or any couple and you refer to them as, you know, my uh, Aunt Carol and Uncle Jack. And if someone was to say your Uncle Jack and Aunt Carol, I would be like, that's the wrong order. You know, it's my Aunt Eileen and Uncle Eddie. That's I why. also find that true when you're talking about going to somebody's house, but it's a married couple or just a couple that's living together. You naturally use one of the person's name as the house, mm -hmm. not both of them together. And if somebody says the reverse of it, house, in your brain, even though you don't really say anything, because that would just be, you know, splitting hairs, it feels like that's wrong, but okay. Hmm. Yeah. Or you just say the last name. Yeah, that's that's true. Did you have a question besides the helmet store question? Or, or, or? Uh, yes, I'm sorry. That's not the reason I called. I apologize. You're good. <laughs> um, the uh, I had two things I wanted to ask if you were familiar with, and neither of them are obscure things. So your answer could be yes, and then I'm just out of your hair in like 45 seconds. Okay. So if that's the case, then we'll just move on. Um, there's a song that I feel fits just like your type of song by a guy named Matt Kearney. And it's the name of the song is 17. And it's one of those songs that he's talks about his an incident in his life and then a very similar incident in his life several years later. And they're very closely related incident wise. But his point in his life is changed from one to the other so it's like one of those you're comparing basically the same thing happening at the same place at two different points on a timeline for a person and it just feels like that's in your wheelhouse of like that's the kind of songs that you zero yeah. in on so he's wondering if you know maybe maybe i mean it sounds familiar but i the name and the song sound familiar but i I think that I might have just like listened to this once and then never really deep dove, but I'm looking at it now. Seems like something I would like. I like uh, reflective on youth songs. I'm gonna play it. Sounds like another song too. The melody. Well, I'll listen to it. And, and check it out. It does sound like something. I like reflecting on things and then comparing it to, a, 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 you know, a same event at a different time in life. I'm obsessed with time. One time I watched uh, a documentary about Richard Linklater, and they said that he's obsessed with the passing of time. And I realized that I am the same way. Good. Yeah. It's a time when it relates to you or time where it relates to everything. No, just the fact that you don't you don't get more of it. You only have so much of it, and you can't slow it down or speed it up, uh, especially slow it down. Like a lot of his, a lot of like you know he did Boyhood, which is basically watching watching mm -hmm. a life grow. He did Days of Confused, which is uh, a look back, uh, reflective, 
And I'm the same way. Like, like I, I like love height charts, right? I like uh, photo albums and home videos, and I like I kept a journal, and I like um, uh, procur- procuring memories because it's a way to hold on to that time that you you can't like it's impossible. That's why I'm like incredibly nostalgic even in the moment. Like I live like people say, you know, people don't live in the moment. It's like I live in the moment from like 10 years in the future. Like I'm constantly thinking like, how will we look back on this? Even if it's happening right then. It's weird. But I heard someone say that about Link later in a documentary about him. And I, I said, I think that's me. Whenever I hear anything or remember that boyhood exists, I always, my brain always ends up going to like the contract to do that movie with the boy. Like, first of all, approaching, like, people about doing that type of movie must have been just a fascinating process. And I just think the contract itself had to be fascinating just to give so much of, well, I don't want to say so much of one's life away, but it's like a reasonable chunk of time across a long period of time to a project that you're, you know, not, is not like a big budget, like, this is going to work like success kind of thing and to like have it done to someone so young it just to me that's that's time wise is utterly fascinating someone could make that kind of commitment yeah well well if, if no one knows the movie boyhood it's over 8 years or 12 years 8 years i think they followed uh, the like the story of this family but um you know, the daughter was was Linklater's daughter. Ethan Hawke was is in all of his movies. Um, he's like his guy. And Patricia Arquette also uh, like 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 Linklater a lot. There were kind of, you know, kind of like his friends in film in cinema that just trusted in him and would do everything. But the the boy, I don't I don't know. He, he didn't act in anything else. So I don't know how that actually interested in to find out how that happened. Yeah. There's a documentary series in the BBC called that the number, the name of the documentary is uh, uh, is like the number seven and then every, uh, uh, what's it called, multiple of seven, like 14, 21, 28. And it's like a group of 12 kids they found back in like the 60s or 70s and interviewed them at age seven. And then every seven years, they're all on YouTube. It's fascinating. Every like seven years, they would go and interview all the kids again at 7, 14, 21, 28, 35, 42. I mean, and like you get to the point that like people start like dying and aren't in the documentary anymore. But it's watching like all these British kids in like various like classes and walks of life every seven years get interviewed and how much their life has changed and their political views has changed. And you could tell some of the kids end up hating that they, but they still come back and do it, but they absolutely hate doing it. <laughs> but some of the kids are just really happy. It's They're probably getting money. Yeah. I would like something like that. I also think that like, if someone read my, like if I died and someone went through my journals and they read shit I wrote when I was in middle school because I kept an active journal and then and then high school and then college and I kept an active journal. Like I don't think any of those represent who I am as an adult at all. 
And then I always makes me think about memoirs or autobiographies or when you when you read about like you watch like a, a documentary about, you know, Washington as a boy or or and they use these youth youthful stories to tell you who who this person was. And I'm like, I mean, there's such a, a changing or, or for me, it was such a mellowing out of like. I think everyone is more radical or more like feisty. And then I'm, and then, and then that makes me think of like, uh, like you said, their, their politics change and all that. But I think that's why history has got to be taken. Like you have to, you can't just be like journals and memoirs. And also people don't know who they are. Like I might be described by everyone else that meets me as different than I would describe myself. So autobiographies are kind of in it. You can't like, lean on those as like no look that's what he said he was and it's like well but you have to sometimes i don't know that's kind of the whole thing about being a history major yeah. trying to sort through what's real the, the, the formation what goes into the formation of a human being is not that definition of that human being like things affect us and become part of us and send us in different directions and change who we are going to become but those things in themselves are not who we are that's like unfair. <laughs> yeah. Imagine only getting a mistake once <laughs> and then you're done. Yeah. Well, it's a while. All right. Well, thanks for calling in, man. And, and always being part of yeah. everything we're doing here. Well, you do good stuff. So it's not a hard thing to follow. Appreciate that. Cool. All right. Hey, can you give me a page there. number? Uh, well, I know what page they want me to say, but I will go with a different one instead and say 33 because I always super enjoyed Nick Swisher as mm -hmm. a New York Yankee. Okay, 33 it is. 33 it is. All right. Uh, thanks, Fayal. I okay. am reading... Um, so they hired, I'm looking at the boy. They hired that kid when he was six years old, but you could, you can't sign, um, contracts because it's illegal to contract to someone for more than seven years of work. So they just had to like hope that people would still do it. I remember his daughter wanted to stop doing it at one point, the movie boyhood. It's not really an amazing movie. It's just kind of like a concept movie. That's kind of cool. I remember the cast of Boy Meets World was like, hell novel. Like, this isn't rare. We fucking filmed ourselves for eight years in the journey of fifth grader to college kid. Yeah. Boy Meets World. Spiteful. <sighs> you want to do this? Yeah, we can do that. It's, it's just funny how, like, that was a movie. But now there's so many YouTube vlogs out there. Yeah, like, like just chronicling, chronic, chronicling. Yeah. Um, like you know, there's a lot of channels that are just family vlogs, and you could see, watch them grow up. Somebody grow up. I write my family Christmas letter. Yeah. Every. Every year, and I have them from. We have them from ninety when we moved to Australia. Because there wasn't internet, so my parents, like, there's, like, people that weren't, like, in the middle of, uh, like, you know, in the thick of it, but my parents wanted to let them know. Mm -hmm. 
Hey, does the Amber Heard shit come out today? Does the... The, the do the 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 dep, what is it the hearing? Yeah, I I don't know if it comes out today. I think it does. I've been following that closer than I thought I would ever follow. Yeah, I've heard you. Yeah, before. no, I'm in it deep. I was like, you know. All right, I have a I have a uh, Mary Oliver here. I th- maybe it was Jill. Maybe it was Pam. Someone said to get. Mary Oliver way back on morning uh, morning and I haven't read a lot of her poems but now it reminds me of Caroline Spence um, and we played her song called Mary Oliver on this show so who's a poet I mean what's her song her song is all about her writing process and then um, and then her line is like I want to be so I've been playing at the church of Mary Oliver. Yeah, I'm trying to know myself and love all of her. So Mary Oliver, you ready? This is page 32. It's a two-page poem. Do you think I should find a one-page poem for the sake of uh, brevity? Yeah, we can go one-pager. All right. One-pager. Searching for one-page poem in this book, Mary Oliver, from the Church of Mary Oliver. Wow, the gift. I get it. I get it. Caroline Spence's song on the album is called The Gift, and then she has another song called Mary Oliver. I wonder if the whole album is Mary Oliver poem names. That'd be wild. The Gift by Mary Oliver. I wanted to thank the Mockingbird for the vigor of his song. Every day he sang from the rim of the field while I picked blueberries or just idled in the sun. Every day he came fluttering by to show me, and why not, the white blossoms in his wings. So one day I went there with the machine and played some songs of Mahler. The Mockingbird stopped singing. He came close and seemed to listen. How about that? The Mockingbird is now listening to her instead of her listening to the Mockingbird. She's showing off for the bird instead of the bird showing off for her. Now when I go down to the field, a little Mahler spills through the sputters of his song. Well, now the bird's playing the song that she was playing. How happy I am, lounging in the light, listening as the music floats by. And I give thanks also for my mind. For th- and I give thanks also for my mind. That thought of giving a gift. And mostly, I'm grateful that I take this world so seriously. Delightful. She taught a bird a song, and now the bird sings the song for her when she's around. She made a friend with the bird. And they're just living life together, taking it all in, and not not letting things uh, go by unnoticed. Beautiful. That was The Gift by Mary Oliver. I clicked an article that said, when is the verdict expected? And said, the jury can deliberate as long as they want. So that didn't help. Yeah, I think I think the whole one thing I wanted to reach out or I wanted to re- re- look up was I think there's like um, seven counts they have to like uh, give a verdict on. And I don't know those seven. I really wanted to know that. 
I really wanted to know that um, before they make their decision. Uh, herd depth seven counts. Um, because I want to know what they have to fucking do. But yeah. I don't know. I mean, the the trouble is my mom has been watching uh, court cases on TV uh, for a while. And I threw her after college. I lived at home for a while and in high school. And I threw her would would pick up stuff. And, 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 and I know that the jury does not see what we see. Because we have people that like pause it and rewind and like, look, she rolled her eye when she said that. Look, she tapping her. Look how nervous. She, look, look. And the jury, they're fucking tired and just sitting there and bored as shit because everyone's saying things. And they don't get replay. They don't get to go look back at these faces and these tones and the nuances. And a lot of times, that's why the public is like, how the fuck did they come to that? It's like, because, dude. They had so much less context and, and and stuff than we did because, which is tough, man. You know, sports have instant replay. All they have is like the transcript that the stenographer writes. <sighs> Big day tomorrow, Maddie, for Wordle. Yeah. Should we let, I mean, this is like a secret club of people, right? We can let yeah. them know. This is a secret club. The Wordle <laughs> Winter Circle is being purged tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I love it, but I'm nervous about it. If I were you, I, I would be nervous. If I was any of the ten people, I, I would be nervous. Well, probably. So there's ten people in the Winter Circle, which is too much. We didn't protect yeah. the circle, so I think when the, you don't protect the circle, then a purge comes. <laughs> so only, you know what? This is like gr- this is perfect reality TV TV shit. Like when Survivor. Or, or, or um, uh, the challenge, like it's all like, oh fuck, it's a purge. <laughs> like that's a thing. That's an episode. It's purge up. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, so all ten of us will go. The top five will uh, remain in the winner circle, and then those five will have to protect the circle. Once they do a bad enough job protecting it that it gets the ten again, another purge happens. Yep. And we're gonna do an archived word. Like, are you choosing a, a, a specific date? Have you tested that? Is it doable? I haven't tested it. I'll do it after this. I thought they like got rid of some of the archives. As of right now, the only people that knew that were you, I, and Luke. But mm, I don't think they listen to the... No, the else. other Winner's Circle members don't, know. Would it be funny if, like, a couple people entered the same letters? Oh, as the real word. And they were very good for the tomorrow's actual word. It would be fantastic. Sus- suspect. Yeah. I am going to practice because twice in a row I've got my yellows and my greens confused. Maybe I'll do it fucking right now, man. Sure. Can I do something on my phone while doing AMP? I'll do it on my computer. Yes. Yeah, you can do it on the computer. All right. And we can take a... Oh. Yeah? I didn't get today's. Oh, wow. I think this is the third time ever I didn't get it. Um, so take that as you will. I got three yellows right away. Okay. What did you start with? Broad. B 
B-R-O-A-D, and the R, O, and A are all there. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go X, O, A, R. No, that that would be bored, but it would be a D. And a T and a B again, which I did those letters. Yeah, those le- those letters. Uh, sores, uh, ores, mores. That'd be weird. M O A R S. Not a word. That's just not a word. What if we do A R? No, that would uh, be a round. Uh, T R A. It's got to be O A. Are you recording your screen? Because I can put it in. No, I can, though. Might as well. At this point. Yeah. All right. Sorry, guys. I'm at broad right now. And um, I don't have any of the common letters, but I got two vowels and I got the R. So I'm guessing I think it's X-O-A-R. X. Because that or I think O and A, unless they're separate. Flavor, favor, is favor an F-A-V-O-R? That's how you spell that. I'll do that because that's a F and a V is a tough, but I'll. Okay, but I got the A, the O, and the R in the right order now. Yeah. So now, yeah. but now that I, I'm in kind of a spin cycle here because yeah. it could be uh, like anything. I will say that I also guessed favor today. You did. And I also got spin cycled like crazy today. Labor, but I have the B and Memorial Day. That would be a, kind of like those are at odds, you know, against each other. And B's out. So what if we do L-A-X-O-R? Hey, this sucks for people listening that I'm going to ruin Wordle for them. That's I didn't think about that at all. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Damn, sorry, guys. Well, you know what I'm going to do? A-X-O-R. And the V's out. There's not that many words that can be in the middle there. I don't think. And letters that can be in the middle there. Like like gator. So you spell gator? Is that a word? That's how you spell that. So T in the middle would work. Aper. Vapor. No. I don't think L works. Valor. The V's out, but the L. Okay, so there's a lot of letters that can be in the middle there. What did I say? Gator. Is that a word? Dude, spin cycled. That's a word. So I'm going to get spin cycled here. And that's what you did? I got so bad spin cycle. S-A-X-O-R. Sar. Sater. Sayer. Saper. Saler. Um, damn. I almost want to stop because I'm going to get spin cycled so much. I haven't guessed S yet. Or N. X A N O R. Manner. Got it. Manner. Can I tell you my spin cycle? Yeah. I think. So, like you ruling out the B, I did labor. Mm hmm. Did favor. Mm hmm. Then I was like. I got the M. I didn't get the M, but I knew, oh, M at yeah. the start. And um, I was like, oh, this is the first day they're going to put a J in and went major. <laughs> and um, You outthunk them. 
didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Then I forget exactly how it went down, but I was on my last one between Mayor and Manor, <laughs> and went Mayor. Mayor. Yeah, yeah. You thought so. they were trying to get you. Yeah, they weren't. They weren't. Let's do another call if we have one. Um, Toph. Toph called in early. Toph. T o p h. T o f. Oh, so not Topher like Christopher. Right. Maybe Kristoff, but. He's invited. Tof. Tof, 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 Tof. Jim, Maddie, morning. Good morning. How are you? Can you hear me okay? I know sometimes uh, the people that call in come in a little hot. Yeah, actually, no, they're a little quieter today. But I don't. Oh, but, but what good. I hear is different than what um, yeah. The audience hears. So I that's, believe it's the pretty, audience it's a, hears it loud. It's a tough system. I think you guys hear it loud and we hear it quiet, yeah. which is something yeah, why you hear it. Yeah, the first time I called into Joe's, I, I think I would, it sounded like I was screaming into the phone. So apologies yeah. to Joe's. Yeah, but, it's a um, system. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Um, nice Brandy Carlisle song. I'm sure you probably have heard of them, but if you haven't, check out the High Women too. It's kind of one of the super groups that, brandy's in yeah, yeah i pretty, like the high woman a lot. pretty nice stuff. i like the song that isbel yeah, yeah. uh isbel wrote um that she sings yes do you know which one i'm talking about i it's, do um, but i can't remember the name of something it's he it was it, he was writing it originally about um his wife amanda shires and and um and uh, you know, a guy trying to pick her up at the bar and, and he's just so confident that like, Hey, like this is a lost cause. You're not, you're, and he just kind of mm-hmm. laughing at it. And then he, he realized that this could be a good song about like, um, a lesbian, uh, couple because there's even more like, you know, she's not going to leave me for you. She doesn't even like men. If she ever leaves me as the, is the song right. but Jason Isbell wrote it. So it's actually about Amanda Shires, but Brandy Carlisle sings it now because they turned it into like a, yeah, like yeah. a anthem, but that's a really cool song. Yeah. 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 Anyway, I, uh, a couple quick things. I grew up in little falls, so I, uh, I feel your pain about flooded basements. Um, happened, happened quite a bit, uh, in our old hundred year old house that I grew up in, but I'm in South Carolina now. Um, I don't know if you remember, I tweeted at you probably, I don't know, six months, a year ago about my son being in speech therapy. You responded with like a three minute video and it meant the world. You were talking about playing in Boromir's Barrage. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. I remember. How's your son doing? <laughs> he's like talking up a storm now. Like he's still like behind, like he's three and a half now, but he's like talking up a storm. I was actually just trying to get him to come on and say hi john boy but he refuses so Good maybe next time He'd probably just as shy as i was <laughs> at that age yeah. <laughs> um but no man i just wanted to thank you for that i love all the content i i'm kind of obviously uh gonna miss jjr that wednesdays have become my favorite day with jjr and wordle but i'm glad you guys are kind of uh taking care of of what you need to take care of and, and taking a break from things so yeah. I would say as, on as other things of grow, the, the, yeah, you know, like yeah. the the GeoGuessr video, I know, the, and and the watching baggage, like they like get triple the amount or maybe four times the amount as um, 
JJR. And then they also get like a new audience because people click them who have no idea who Jake and I are. Where JJR, people only click that if they know who we are. So it's like a lot of thoughts like that went into it. But I, I fully get it. I mean, I, I like doing John Boy Jake Radio a bunch. And, and hopefully it comes back at some I point. Also, I also somewhat predicted uh, baggage coming back, if you remember, on the uh, the video where you had everything blurred out. I thought oh, yeah, that, that baggage was coming to the JM network. <laughs> yeah, that made me laugh because I was like, oh, shit, it is. But that's not what this is. Like, can we actually get, like, Jerry for, like, an, a random JJR? Like, that would be, like, the dream would be to have Jerry just sit in on a JJR and eat some snacks with you guys and talk baggage. I know that would never happen, but. If he's doing some promotion incredible. or something like that and they, they need they need him to go through the, the gambit of, of podcasts and shit, maybe. Yeah. All right. I won't keep you. I just wanted to say, love all the content. I really actually like how Jake seems to joke a lot. He's just always, always joking. joking. He's always joking. That guy. Hey, um, does... So, so keep that up. I really like that. Does your son struggle with ours? Like I did. Was that what it was? So he has, um, he has childhood apraxia. So it's basically like, um, they really don't know like what causes it. Like it could actually even be something like at, when they're a baby, they have like a mini stroke. So it's like the connection between like the brain and like words coming out of their mouth, like doesn't function. So it's just a lot of speech therapy. And like, you know, I know you were talking about with roticism. It was like a lot of tongue exercises and things like that. And he's starting to kind of get into that, but it's just, um, it's just kind of more now like a lot of him like looking at our mouths and how like we make the sound and then him kind of repeating itself. Yeah. That's super it, important. It, it's been that's weird. I mean like Christmas time, talk. like, yeah, no. And, and it, it's been just weird because like we visited all our family at Christmas and he like, wasn't really saying a whole lot. And then like the last like two months, like he's saying like three, four five word sentences and like pretty understandable. So that's awesome it, it was just uh it, it was your video was just very helpful because it's tough being a parent and especially with your first child like not knowing how to navigate that stuff so it was very encouraging but uh no nah, man just uh love all the content love uh supporting you guys and uh my whole family's on board now my dad saw you guys on yes and he's like hey it's that john boy and jake guy you are talking about i'm like yeah man awesome i love that so the whole family's on the john boy train that's awesome i appreciate it Cool, man. Oh, man. Thanks for All calling right, good in. talking to you, and yeah, have a good one. See ya. Childhood speech shit is my I like James. I keep telling Katie like James probably gonna have a speech impediment of some sort because my grandpa, my uncles uh, stutter, my cousins didn't talk when they were kids um, and were like really quiet because of the speech problems. So like somewhat runs in our family. I, I was the only one that had uh, roticism, which is I couldn't. I was a whale woed kid. I would go to a trailer and just work my tongue out and just hold it down with a stick. And then I have to like push it off. And I have to sit at home and, and do like tongue, like tongue curls. You know, you make your tongue into a ball. I can't do that. I couldn't at all. And I, I had to work out my tongue because I had a, like they say, a lazy tongue was roticism. But yeah, if you have a kid that's having trouble talking, go to speech therapy right away. It's easier to fix when you're a kid than when you're an adult. 
and then you get stuck that way, which is fine, whatever. Like, you know, but I was the shyest kid in the world because people laughed when I talked. And that sucked. <laughs> the bad feeling. Yeah. Uh, so that's cool. Good that his son's talking, though. Yeah. Um. All right. What are we at? We still got. We I started late, so we yeah. keep going. I think we got another five minutes or so. We didn't do a town. Do you want to do a town? Do you want another call? What's What do you guys want to do? Do we have anything coming up? We're doing a big test in the warehouse. Uh, for floorball. That's the big next warehouse project. Yeah. And ooh. Fun co-host with Rose today on Talking Baseball. Mm-hmm. That's coming up soon on AMP. That's awesome. Or it's starting right now. Yep. Um, let's do one more call. Okay. Um, Henry Heller was the next person in line here. A little alliteration. Yeah, alliteration's always good stuff. It is. Henry Heller. Remember when I was trying to find people? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. How's it going, Jimmy? How are you? Are you there? Yes, yes, hello. Can you turn him up on my end a little bit? Henry Heller. Yeah, what's going on? I, w- I wanted to ask you about your story from yesterday your instagram story i saw you were playing disc golf yes i was are you from sheridan indiana i'm not from sheridan indiana i'm from mawa new jersey a little closer henry heller musics from sheridan indiana uh yeah i was playing disc golf in uh morris plains yeah graystone you're you're really quiet i don't know if it's on our end or, or your end but yeah, Greystone. Sorry, I can, I, can, I can try and talk a little louder. Um, but yeah, Greystone is an awesome place. I've played a couple events there. Um, I, I thought it was Greystone just from like by the tee pads and what the signs look like. How'd you like the course? How'd you play? Oh, I played fucking awful. I didn't throw a single shot that made me feel good about myself. Like maybe some nice approach putts, but those are kind of bullshit anyway. So that was incredibly frustrating. But I, I've played there maybe four or five times now. It's going to be... Um, it's like our go-to place cause it's like 25 minutes away. And the, I mean, the course is, is pretty badass. It's pretty brutal. There's technical holes. There's holes where you got to air it out. Um, I like the course a lot. It's, it's probably of all the courses I played in Jersey. It's probably the most like you can, you can see that like it would be used for tours or pros would come by and play it. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I love just the fact that it has, like, some pretty water. If you ever get a chance to play there in the fall, like, the colors get really nice around there. Yeah, no, I did. Definitely I, have some, def- I have some pictures. Maybe I can show Maddie some pictures. But, yeah, no, it's uh, it's it gets beautiful. The other the other course that I that was, like, the one that I played a lot when I was down the shore was Alaire, which is a shorter course. Uh, there's not a lot of, like, long holes. It's super technical. It's in the middle of the woods. And I basically crafted my throw perfectly for that course. Which is awesome. I love that. That's that's probably good because you'll at least have like the once you get the technical lines down, like once you get a little more spin on the disc, a little more power too, once you get you know playing a little more often, like those like technical lines will become like a lot more clean on the more open courses. So that's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, I just can't I haven't got throw a chance to play a lair. You've never played a lair? Uh, you'll get there. 
I haven't played Alaire. I play mostly Campo Mountain, which is in Mawa. Yeah, I played uh, that. I don't know how familiar. I played that. I mean, yeah. it was I pl we played the course um we played the 18 hole, which was shorter because the the 9 hole is really just two combined. It's like one and two combined and that's one, right? Yeah, that's like the if you play the blacks, yeah, you probably played it at a time where the blacks was like the full blacks is unavailable. You get to play the front ten, and that's like the combined holes. Yeah. But if you get to play at a chance where they mow, they mow all the grass on the mountain, because they do it like once or twice a year, and then you get to play the the real event on like the main like big big course. Um, and then basically hole eighteen is like you start at the top of the mountain and throw it down, and you throw all the. way I love downhill ones. Here, Maddie, look at this. Wow. Yeah, I'm showing him the foliage in uh, Greystone. But, yeah, I played Camp Camp Gaul. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, Camp Gaul. It's a good hike, too. Um, you know, all the way up the ski lift and then down the, the backside. But, you know, the only problem was I I didn't – I just got a three on every hole, I think. That's usually how it starts. Yeah, like somewhat like with ease. Where I, and I was like – a birdie was never possible. It was just basically like, get it down there, approach, put it in. So at the end, I was like, oh, man, that, didn't, that wasn't like challenging or or hard. I think you could probably get like, I think hole six, hole seven, and hole eight at Greystone are like, they're like the little bit downhill ones with the river along like the right side. You probably could get twos on those if you throw some good tee shots. Yeah, maybe. I started using a sail, which I, I started using a sail, which actually carries more. Hole number, let's see, Greystone, you go one, which is kind of whatever, two, which is kind of whatever, three, I hate, four. Hole number four at Greystone, I've thrown some, uh, it's like down the woods, uh, and dog legs left a little. I've thrown some really nice uh, tee shots on that one, which uh, drives on that one, which I was happy with get to see the disc fly that's uh that's the beauty of it all especially on that hole too you get to let you do flips up real nice and just ride the whole way it's beautiful yeah you can land it down by and then the hole number the one that's like a super big dog leg left over the swamp um on the back nine it's got to be like 14 yeah i i think i know i think i know which one you're talking about oh you know if, you know hole 16 the one that uh, there's the little bridge. You got to go over the little river and then it's like right on the little kind of like the beach and there's a bridge on the right. Yeah. I think that's hole 15. That's 15. Hole 15. That's yes. my best drive ever. That hole. Nice. Cause you got to like snake it. And then I sat it, um, one putt away. Like I basically parked it. I'm not that good though. So I'm not like bragging here, but I like playing. Well, we got, we got to get you over to camp. Go get you and over we'll do something we'll play some disc golf come to camp go mountain we'll be here yeah jake's not that good of a, a thrower of frisbees he's pretty bad at can jam and he's pretty bad at polish horseshoes just wasn't wasn't his bag he, he goes for like the the curveball like uh looper not like the fucking with zip uh straight shot so but we can try we mean. can get him out there and you you know we have some we have an event with uh, uh jomez bro in september where a lot of the guys, uh, some of the top guys on tour are going to stop by our warehouse and do some shit with us. I did not know 
love that. That is amazing news. I mean, that's, I, I was going to say, like, I feel like if you have to connect with anyone in like the YouTube media disc golf scene, it's going to be them. Just they have like, they have the, you know, the biggest followership. They, they host all like the big events on their channel. So that's really cool. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I don't think I've, I don't, I mean, I usually don't, it's pretty early to say it publicly, but this is morning. It's a safe space. So I, I just kind of, probably just said that for the first time out loud to anyone but yeah like Macbeth and i have dm before he's he was like played baseball so he's into it um and and i think they're gonna play the plan this may fall through the plan is that like they play blitz ball and then we against us and we do a putting contest against them something like that in the warehouse oh yeah that i mean that's like uh that's a two of my like main entertainments like coming together that's it's really phenomenal <laughs> that's awesome to hear yeah i'm excited for that cool man all right we're gonna wrap up thank you very much for calling in awesome thank you guys nice talking to you nice talking to you oh man someone someone tweeted out uh like a guy on like a high wire like heights scary didn't like it congrats to jay hap on retiring initials j a only says the first initial yeah Kind of has irked me for the end of time. Do you think it's saying the first initial? Or do you think saying... he? Or do you think he's like pronouncing both together? That's how I always viewed. Like it. my cousin AJ, call him H. H. Either way, it's bullshit. <laughs> the second is much better than the first. I would, if we got to ask him a question, I'd say when people call you J in your head, are they yeah. calling you by the initial J? Or are they pronouncing the J and the A together to make it a sound? Which one? Because I don't know. What do you think he says? I've always assumed that it was J, as in J-A. Yeah, but that could be Ja. Yeah, it, then in, then we're just not pronouncing it right. Are you confident in that? But now that I've presented the, an alternative, are you kind of like maybe, no. I don't know? No, no, yeah. I'm let's, now, let's, uh, I'm going to open the door and pull someone. Sam's coming in for the final poll. Uh, when you, this is, we're still doing morning. I have a question for you. When you know how J A Hap only goes by J. Mm-hmm. Do you think when people are saying that they're saying just the first letter, or do you think they're combining J and A to make a sound? I think just the first letter. Okay. He thought combining. I don't know. I've Get always been else. torn up. I've always anybody been, else. I've always been torn apart by it. Who else is out there? Okay, Dre's coming here. His first week was last week uh, with us. I have a question Dre, for you. Dre, this is a tiebreaker, so you, this needs to be serious. But, but it's not – I don't know the answer. When Jay A. Hap, yes. he goes by Jay. He goes by Jay Do you think when people are saying Jay, they're just saying the first letter mm-hmm. or they're combining the J and A to make the sound J? Just ah, the first fuck. letter, Maddie. I mean, I'm not. That's that's what Sam said, and I just am asking. I don't know the answer. Right. It irks me that he should just go by J Hap if his name's J Hap and not J A Hap, but then tell people no, just call me J. Yeah, he he messes it up by himself. Yeah. So okay, thank you very much. That's the end of the morning show. Uh, I guess you know. Sound off in the comments. Do you think they're just saying the first letter or do you think they're combining the two? 
And more importantly, what do you think he thinks people are doing? That's the most important. That's the most important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Deej, like people say that for like, you know, Full House, DJ. Yeah. Say Deej. Yeah, I mean, I've known somebody all my life and said age for AJ. Me too, my cousin, yeah. I never knew how to, like, I would write it, but I never, I would do like A, apostrophe J-E. Like I didn't, because I wasn't like A-G-E, because mm. it's not that. No. I'm calling him age. Yeah. I'm calling him age. Anyway. All right. Bye, guys. Thanks for hanging out. We'll see you later. And, um... Go check out Bandwagon Blue Shirts. Just killer app.